Decinnamon synonyms, syllables for your syllables. Sibyl your personality, Applejack and your cereal, cereal killer. Civilization nation is pivotal. Peter had picked the pepper, I'm picking sipping the pinnacle. Penitentiary histories, metamorphosis my century. Literation erasing the literal and my literacy. Little bugging my words on its instrumental and mentally peppermintly. Your mental was missing fresh in my memory. The generates of this generation, inflation is killing me. Melanie, your Fiona, Melanie, nigga tree. Words attacking a spatula, your vernacular factory full of flattery. Tell me your greatest factor. Attacking her, back in the back of her. Only converse with artists, cause rappers are whack to her. Rappers are turning castles, cause castles are catching her. When I capture a photosynthesis, sympathize amateurs. Uh. And a maniac's mania. Then I aim attack anyone who is mocking me. Mockery of this flame rap. I shaking bacon and waking fake. I'm grinding for studio time. They grinding for bathing in apes. Mine is escaping the place. Finding a greater escape. JV have faded to black. Caucasians invading the space. Saying in my silent mental was silent. Insane in the place. Tell them to kiss my ass. My anus I gave them my taste. Hate it when birds and nouns release from the slur. So I'ma make my vernacular. It's similes curve. Spit a few wickedy rhymes. Mine is the gimme be twirl. Mine of a matter. I'm instrumentally. Eventually cured Hitting these rappers With a dose of poetry Poetry world Spitting the lyricism That comes from the lyrics Metaphors on fours With force They curl Cinnamon Cinnamon Cinnabon With a simile swirl Good morning Good afternoon Good evening Good night Whenever you listen to this This is Machu Bili Of BS Beats and Bili Alongside me Is my partner in crime Ricardo Medina Hello 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 yeah, uh, today is a little, well, not so much special, but we're actually in the uh, in Hillview College over in Tunapuna. Um, we're just one hour away from the Hill Wars, which is basically a screening, the second screening, I should say, of uh, the Star Wars trilogy. In this case, the original Star Wars trilogy, yeah. the trilogy that really matters. Yeah. And on a side note, just a little heads up. Um, with our next podcast, with our next, um, with our next episode, I should say, that will be episode ten. Ten. Yeah. Yeah, episode ten. We'll be doing our epic, um, monumentally awesome Star Wars Rude. discussion. Yeah. Um, we'll be talking about Star Wars episode seven, of course, and yeah. also be looking back at the other Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. What what worked about them? What didn't work? Um, in retrospect, the influence just. Everything and anything Star Wars. Yeah, we're gonna just be, yeah, just gonna talk about the cultural impact that Star Wars because Star Wars is probably the greatest modern manifestation of the monomyth. Yeah, it's you know it's a big 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 franchise. So uh, we're and just gonna just. And of course, most importantly, if uh, the Force Awakens really lived up to all, all the hype, you really yeah, I really hope. Last year, I'm I'm on a little predictions about how how the how I expect the quality of it, and in terms of the movie, the movie's going to make a ton of money anyway. But it's, it's the cultural capital of, of what the fans think or what the critics would think or something along those lines. Yeah. And it has various various different currencies of cultural capital. And it's, it's like two or three, which is general critics and then fanboys and then general public. Yeah. Um, anyway, so today's episode we are going to cover a couple things. Um, uh, one three things in particular. We talked about. Uh, we kind of talked about this, but we, we decided to leave it out of the last episode, which was the latest trailer for Batman v Superman. Um, mm-hmm. That was shown on Dreamy Channel. Right. Then I got the very very great privilege to see. Well, I'm surprised quite early, but I realized I'm probably in the, in the minority for this. Uh, to see Spike Lee's latest film, Chirac. I wanted to see Chirac. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there, but I just I just I took it in just last night. Um, and talk about that and. We both of us last night. We didn't see it together once again, unfortunately, yeah. because of Different time and time, time and life. And all 
Yeah, yeah we, we saw the, well, we latest, saw the uh, latest movie, Rocky movie, Creed. Creed. Yeah, um, and we're gonna talk about that. So, Manchu, just what you wanna talk about? First? We'll talk right, about well, Batman v Superman. Let's start with the, the trailer. Um, yeah. Okay, um, so what What are your thoughts on it? <coughs> sorry about that. A lot of I don't wanna see speculation, but you have your yeah. own yeah. thoughts on this thing. So right. So, um, yeah. Before here's the thing. I you know the sad part about sad part about this is that when you watch stuff like this, immediately you miss Dwayne McDuffie. You know, I, I really miss um, some of the really good writers of, uh, you know, the DC material, especially people like um, Bruce Timm, and again, Dwayne McDuffie, all of reference. Paul Dini is another person I'll constantly reference. Yep. Uh, and you get the feeling they're doing a lot of great stuff with this movie, but they're also doing a lot of terrible stuff. There's a lot I love in this trailer, a lot. Um, there's also a lot of I hate in Australia and it's it's setting I'll say personally I think it's setting a slightly bad precedent for what's going to be this movie uh, the movie was a little it kind of dis- disappointed me a little bit and as I say the design of a trailer is supposed to be really impressive and, and mind-blowing it actually wasn't um, this trailer wasn't particularly good in my opinion in terms of the edit the music wasn't so good and you know, you'd be shocked that a Zack Snyder trailer usually does stuff like this um, so yeah, I. No, no, As I mentioned, Zack Snyder trailer. Um, I still think that the Watchmen trailer that he did. Right. No. Every no. Even best. even for his bad movies, his trailers are excellent. I mean, even Sucker Punch, which is arguably one of his worst movies, yeah, and and just sure. just a terrible movie. Period. It had an excellent trailer. I mean, it yeah, really it, really it, sold it, me. I was like, whoa, this is gonna be amazing, and so yeah. on. So, um, the the previous Batman v Superman trailers are excellent. I really, really liked both, both of those trailers. Yeah, um, I told you, it gave yeah. the reason why they, they, they challenged right. each other. Even if you never read the, the source material, right. you see it and you understand why. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this trailer, I'll say, we'll go, we'll go, the thing is, is that trailer that could sit down and, and spend, you know, at least two hours just talking about it, breaking down everything, piece by piece. I'll just go to the big stuff. The stuff that's good. Um, Bruce Wayne. Um, what they're doing with him. Brian Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Uh, I think it's really, really cool, really impressive what they're doing with him. And I, I was one of those that um, hated the fact that, that Ben Affleck, when, when, that, when that news was first announced, I really hated the fact that, you know, Ben Affleck was here. Why? Because I was really prejudiced because of Daredevil. Um, I really hated Daredevil at the time. It's a movie that still doesn't hold up for me at all. I, yeah, it's a terrible movie. And so the thing is, although there's a director, cut that not so bad, from what I understand. I never watched it. I have to sit down and make the effort. Um, I... Stuff that I uh, understand what they're trying to do, but doesn't work for me personally. Um, they're trying to go with this kind of conniving beta male style of Luthor. Um, that doesn't work for me. Luthor, sorry to say it, Luthor needs to be alpha male. And it's Jesse Eisenberg playing Jesse Eisenberg. This is exactly what people didn't want to see with respect to Jesse Eisenberg as a choice. I um, kind of surprised, slightly supported Jesse Eisenberg. I think he's a good actor. Yeah. Um, and I knew they had to modernize the, the billionaire. They had to do what is a modern billionaire like. So they, they could have either gone with, especially in the case of technology, uh, and Luthor's relationship with technology yeah. as a character. So you take the whole Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, <laughs> right. Whole, right. Either, right. Yeah, either, you either go the direction of, of Mark Zuckerberg or you, either go, or you go the direction of Elon Musk. Now, I, my personal choice, I would have gone with Elon Musk. Elon yeah. Musk is a person who, he comes across like basically a good Lex Luthor in real life. You know, okay. he's, cl- he's the closest thing to Tony Stark we have in the real world. You know, he, he did, um, he does the, the cars, Tesla. Oh, he did, oh he yeah, did he's Tesla, Tesla Motors. Tesla and I think he was, he was he, he's the person who's the founder of PayPal. That's his, like, his original claim, oh, claim right. to fail. Okay. Yeah, so he is the modern version of a billionaire. Right. 
and he's a real technologist. He loves technology. He's a big. He's he's, he's um, running. He's big, a big part of SpaceX. You know, he's like the closest thing, as I said, the closest thing to what a Lex Luthor or Iron Man be. So if you could just take that and do an evil version of that, that would be basically Lex Luthor in a modern context. The problem is, the problem is that with Mark Zuckerberg, at no point you get the sense of Mark Zuckerberg is any kind of threatening person in that way. Um, but they're going to do the modern version of uh, Lex Luthor, who still has hair in the New 52, I think, from what I understand. They keep referencing that. And this is my problem, is that they're taking all of the worst aspects of what DC Comics is, in my opinion, which is a 90s comics, the movie, right? All of the hard, we're so dark, we're so dark and serious and super serious, so which was one of the big problems with Man of Steel, in my opinion. Right. And then they're taking stuff that, yeah, and I'll say it's because of the same people in charge, but they're taking stuff that from the 90s I didn't like. Well, the comic, big, the, the trailer, sorry, for this, for this movie, uh, spoils something very big. It's not, a, it's not as bad as Terminator Genesis, but it's a big spoiler, which is the revelation of Doomsday. Yeah. Didn't need to see that. Didn't need to see that shit. Again, I'll say it's a, it's a poorly edited trailer that did that. So, because what I do is just have the raw and then cut it from there mm-hmm. and then show the title. That's all you need to do. Not, we need to see Doomsday and he firing stuff from his eyes and his mouth at the same time. And, yeah. and they, they, well, they keep hinting you know, the whole thing with Doomsday um, where it's a kind of mix between Bizarro and Doomsday. Um, it's not really Doomsday, but it's, it feels more like Bizarro than Doomsday in terms of the creation. Right. And it's many, many interpretations has Lex Luthor creating... Uh, Bizarro, but not creating Doomsday. Yeah. My opinion is that both Bizarro and Doomsday are throwaway characters, right? Bizarro would not work in this universe. I don't like the idea of Bizarro in this universe, so he won't work at all. So if you combine the characters and do that, that's fine. That's, mm. you know... Disposable character. And then Doomsday is one of the worst characters I have ever um, come across in terms of DC Comics. He's an incredibly clumsy way to, to create the death of Superman. Yeah, he's I just, always he's just, hated just, that character. Just like this, this walking mass of muscle. Right. And, Superman right. and I always hated the character. The character. Yeah. They, 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 now, later on, they give the character some depth, and then um, they reveal later on. It has a, a couple other storylines with a character called Super Doom and all these kind of things. It's No, it's a terrible storyline. All of those arcs were terrible. Okay. Anyway, Dooms is a character that just doesn't work for me. I never liked the character. He's, it's, it's a perfectly, perfectly emblematic of everything wrong with 90s comics. Um, you know, it's, look how badass this guy is, and you can't kill him. Yeah. Why can't you kill him? Because he's powerful. Look at this thing. I, no, I really hated it, that, that stuff. And, but, but can, and his, his backstory. Right, no, but you, no, but in the animated series, the animated series did the character great, where they did, they, he became a more or less a true character, mm-hmm. where um, it, was, it was to illustrate the strength of Superman in, um, when he was introduced in the animated universe, if I remember correctly, it was an episode called For a, Bet- a Better World. This is where they encountered an alternate reality Superman, where he was basically a tyrant now. Right. And he came to, and he fought Doomsday the first time. And they did the exact same scene where both of them punched each other and, and damaged each other. But except this Superman, because he's, he doesn't have a conscience, he survived the blow. So the, the implication is that our Superman would have died if he had that fight now. Yeah. So in a sense, by accident, he kind of saved our Superman. Right. So they did. That's what they was kind of hinting with it. So fans who first watched that was, and then saw that same scene would have been like, oh, Superman would have dead though. Like that, they kind of had a little, little bit of irony they did with that. Um, so Doomsday is a character that, again, he was an incredibly clumsy way to do the death of Superman. If we got, at the time, if we got uh, All-Star Superman to do the death of Superman at that time, that would have been much more brilliant. And that would have been much more of an iconic storyline. Whatever. Point is, they keep they, they force feeding us Doomsday. Now, if they if the purpose of Doomsday is just to bring together the Trinity, which we see it's a great shot mm-hmm. where they introduce the Trinity in this UAC Batman Superman one Woman together in a final shot in the trailer, which I liked. Yeah, like that trailer. Really good, yeah. yeah, like that shot. Um, 
if we saw, if his purpose is for that, then I, I don't worry about this movie. Because it's like, oh, he's a throwaway villain and they, they're going to either figure out a way to kill him, throw him in space or something along those lines, or throw him in the Phantom Zone. If Superman has, still has Phantom Zone technology, we're not sure if he does. I don't think he does. Mm. I mean, he kind of does, a little bit. Um, if they do something like that, good. Problem is that you're going to get this wonky-ass story with it to bring him the Phantom Zone, so I don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, and the thing with it is when you're, when you're doing Justice League storytelling, you have to just basically do one thing to start your story. Justify why it is that Superman needs help. That's it. And that was what the cartoon did. The very right. first episode. Yeah, they did a good oh, job of it. The, the first episode. Of, episodes, right. Part one yeah, yeah. It was, it was technically one, one thing. Yeah. yeah, the first episode of Justice League was. Well, all I'll argue, they nerfed Superman for that series. But then they, they explain why Superman is so weak in that series in the final episode. Where right. he says, yeah, I hold, I hold him back. Yeah. And you get the same kick ass in the ending. Anyway, yeah. Superman is by and far, by and large, the strongest character in the DC universe. You know, for the, for, for the most part. Pong for Pong. Yeah. He's ridiculous. I mean, as, as far as for the general popular characters we know, he's by, by and large the strongest character. He's very, very strong. Nigh unstoppable when he's, when he's serious. And you have to do a job. And in this, in this series, we see that as well. We see a lot of damage from the events of the last film. They keep addressing this in this trailer, which I like. Um, they have Alfred telling him you don't want to go to war with him. And then Bruce says um, he's bringing the war to us. Love that. Yeah. Um, they have this great, great dialogue with, uh, with Bruce and Clark together. Um, yeah, that banter right, that was great, and they, they, he mentions they make a reference to the Joker, they make a re- reference to the dead Robin. Clearly, there's a dead Robin somewhere. Um, they do a lot of good stuff in the trailer. Like um, then they have well again Jesse Eisenberg being kind of conniving. What I, again, I get what they're trying to do. If they're not playing it straight, I would like this where you could. I, I get a feeling that in that scene, Jesse Eisenberg already knows who Clark Kent is, right. and he already knows he probably already knows who Bruce Wayne is. See, when he slaps him on his, on his chest and says, you don't want to pick a fight with that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was by accident. I think no, he no. knew what he's doing and seeing. And if they do it like that, I would like that. If they have a little bit of layers to the, to the material. Yeah. Um, and they don't play it straight. If they play it straight and the scene is played straight, I would hate that. Yeah, as in, as in the sense that Lex is way smarter than he looks. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, a couple other things about the trailer I like. Um, you get to see a little more of the combat um, with, with Clark and yeah, Batman. Batman and Superman. Here's the, one, here's the one thing I don't like. Now, Man of Steel kind of was trying to avoid it, which is the whole Superman secret identity thing. Now, oh, yeah. there are many fans of Superman who'd like to explain, well, Clark totally different from Superman. I do not buy that argument. I find that it's a very unimpressive argument. I, I don't know if I suffer from some kind of autism or some kind of weird inside joke, but that's a bullshit argument. This idea that Clark looks so much different from Superman and his mannerisms are different. Yeah. No. If, a pair, a pair of glasses not going sorry, to, yeah. To now, again, uh, what Man of Steel did, and Man of Steel did, did, a, did a clever job with, is that they had Lois know, and you get the sense that a lot of people already know. So they did it like how the Dark Knight did it, now, which I really liked, which is this kind of borderline kind of conspiracy. I call it the Kansas conspiracy, where you have a handful of people who know, and they kind of keep the secret for the most part. Um, I get that from the film. And if, but the thing is, they have him talking to characters who see him in his face like Batman should immediately know it's like oh Clark Kent hi uh, yeah. Lex Luthor same thing we see the man up close what's the point why would you do this once I see you once up close I would know who it is yeah. and we see them in these scenes so I don't know why if they're doing the secret identity thing I don't know what they're doing with it we'll see we'll see, we'll see. I, yeah. again I'm willing to give them the benefit of the job but I'm really gonna mess it up frankly um, again a big takeaway from this trailer for me is um, I don't think it, I don't like it as a trailer so much because compared to the last trailer, which was really well edited, 
Um, this one had a, 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 I think we talked about this already, where it had this kind of video music, kind of music video, kind of editing. Yeah. I don't like that. This kind well, of I'll, I'll chop. Editing. Yeah, this kind of choppy approach, all of them kind of little things. So, yeah, that's just my kind of two cents on the matter. All right, well, good. Well, my, my, my two cents on it, two, three cents, whatever. Um, I agree with most of what Ricardo said, but just just all be back for me, I just felt that the trailer, or at least the people behind the trailer, aren't exactly like 115% confident that this film will work. So it's more like, okay, last week, Civil War came out, and just with what that trailer did alone, just setting up what the story is about without having to go too much into, you know, these dynamic fight scenes and, you know, over-the-top action and dialogue and whatnot. It, it gave you a glimpse of what to expect in Civil War. You still don't know exactly w- everything about Civil War, but you get a hint of what to expect. With, uh, with Dawn of Justice, this new trailer here, um, it felt like, you know, they had, it's like the, 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 the studio execs at Warner were like in this this poker game, just by themselves, and just like, you know what, we just got to cash all our chips in because, you know, if this trailer doesn't work, if people are not interested in this, if people are not talking about it and tweeting about it every week, then we would have failed before the, even, before the movie even finished post-production, before it right. came out. Yeah. Like, you know what, let's just throw everything in because we have to top everything that Marvel did. So, okay, Marvel had a, had a fight scene with Iron Man and, and, um, and Captain America and Bucky. Here, what are we going to do? We're going to bring in Doomsday. We're just going to we just going to throw it in. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. Um, because the, the Doomsday thing is not new. Eh? Um, it was a... The Doomsday thing was not particularly new. It was... Oh, Mar- I didn't know that. But yeah, no, it was an old rumor from at least, you know, I don't know, about a year, a year and a half ago. A long time I, I knew that rumor came out. It was leaked. Okay. Pretty much leaked. And we were kind of speculating. All right, they're doing Doomsday. All right, no, no scene. I don't know what they're going to do with it. And so I don't know what they're going to tell with respect to this extra thing. So yeah. it's not that new. So I knew they kind of had to reveal it because a lot of fans already knew. Okay. So I wasn't like, all right, this is the worst thing ever or anything like that. But my attitude was, yeah, it's still Chinta Shurim though in the trailer. Yeah. But, but, but for me, it just came completely off guy. Like in the trailer, you hear um you roaring right you hear somebody roar, roar and like, i'm like all right what the hell is going on here then all of a sudden the next shot i'm seeing this creature just slide down a building and then as soon as he hits the ground you just seeing this huge puff of smoke i'm like what and i'm looking at this thing and it looks like a mixture between like the abomination and like one of those trolls from the hobbit films and i'm like but, but to me, like the first time I saw it, I just figured it was just some creature because the, the previous shot before that, you saw Zod, Michael Shannon's character, in a body bag. Right. So I assume that this is just Zod 2.0 or some kind of thing. So, and believe it or not, I kind of feel a little embarrassed um, by this, but it's when I went up on, on Yahoo, that's when they said, okay, Doomsday revealed. And I'm like, wait, holy shit, this is, this is Doomsday, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah, but for me, it looked like a kind of proto version of Doomsday. It didn't look like the finished version. It didn't look anything like Doomsday. Exactly. As they, as they, say, as they say, it looked like this kind of right, Hobbit thing. So it looked like a kind of baby Doomsday. Now, the big thing about Doomsday, if you know the, the comic, is that the character is an evolving character. He gets stronger every time he quote-unquote dies. So yeah. it's quite possible that that first version is not the final version of Doomsday we'll ever see. Not the, but what I suspect is that that version of Doomsday is, will be destroyed in this film. Right? And then he's going to be used or probably reused for a new film in the future. That's another possibility. Again, I will... Which is kind of dumb. Which I really hate. (laughs) 
Because I, I do, if they're going to quote-unquote kill Superman in this, they best as well give him uh, an all-star Superman approach to everything, which will be a really slow movie. It'll be more like a kind of an Angley-style Hulk. Yeah. But it could be it could be a more brilliant film and a, a better film. Um, but they're not going to do that. They need, yeah, to have, they need to have fisticuffs in the movie. Of so. course. They're, they're not going to kill Superman right now. I mean, right now, well, no, apart but, from, from, no, from Batman. No, but what I mean is that yeah. if, if they're going to kill Superman in a future movie. Oh, in a future movie. Okay. Right. And, uh, and I was like, uh, anyway. Yeah. I'm a little worried about this movie. I'm not too worried. I'm a little worried about it. Um, so. Yeah. Um, well, like I, like I was saying, I, I just felt that, you know, Warner just cash all the chips in. It's almost like they just weren't too confident in their story or in the fact that they could make a great film out of this um, this premise that as far as, as, I mean, let's be honest, we were all dreaming for this to happen. We didn't think it was possible for it to be on screen. And here it is. And you know, people's expectations are so high. I, yeah. so, so now it's like, will this work? Will this work? Will this work? Okay, let's throw in Doomsday. Let's throw in Wonder Woman shielding Batman Superman from a blast. Let's have Batman crack a joke. Yeah. Which is something that he should not do, by the way, but it uh, does. I mean, the whole Batman cracking joke thing, I don't really mind. Although some people just thought it was so ridiculous and out of place. Yeah. I didn't think it worked. It was right. Uh, right I didn't mind. But my, my attitude was, mm-hmm. if... Two things. Uh, the thing with this is that you get the feeling that they rush, rush this process because, again, they had to kind of catch up to Marvel. So Marvel already had the Avengers out and so on and so on. We even barely get our first movie out. Of course, so and they had four years to build up right. to the Avengers, to the, right. to exactly. the end of they Phase are, 1, exactly. you know? And as you think, Marvel took the gamble. I and, mean, you know, it's, it's, it's a kind of art from adversity, adversity thing because Marvel on any other front, pretty much every other front was really kind of struggling until the films started to come out and well, they, they yeah. films took over. Yeah. But with DC, DC kind of had no excuse, but because they kind of rest on the laurels with the other material, you know, everything else is great with DC. You know? mm-hmm. they, they, animated they, films. Animated films, the comics are pretty Even good. the TV shows and TV all. Shows, like, yeah, I yeah. like Supergirl. Supergirl is yeah, really no, decent. Yeah, right? um, I'm a big fan of Flash and Supergirl in particular. Mm-hmm. Not, not the biggest fan of Gotham and Arrow, but you know, for yeah. the most part. But, you know, I still, I think Arrow's okay. I, don't, I can't get into Gotham, frankly. Anyway. Yeah, Gotham's but, all right, but yeah. But, but the point is that the... The thing with the, the the thing with with Superman and this this movie is that I personally I thought we should have gotten a proper Man of Steel sequel, not yeah, Batman. Yeah, I, I think so. Now we still, for one, we still getting a Man of Steel sequel. Um, but it should have been a Man of Steel sequel where Luthor meets Superman for the first time. Luthor should meet Superman before anybody meets Batman. Right. That's my attitude. Batman could have probably make a, a quick appearance, a one-off, probably a scene maybe, where they, well, you know, Batman just talking to Luthor in some meeting or something like that. Yeah, it just and shows his face as Bruce Wayne. That is it. And that yeah. would have been great. So we, we verify that he is, he is Batman. He's in this world, And yeah. that's it. No no Batman, but just we, we, get, we, we verify we knew. And they did that in Man of Steel. It was a Wayne satellite. You know, stuff was verified anyway. Right, right, right. But it, it, so my attitude is that we should have gotten a proper Man of Steel sequel. And it's Luthor versus uh, Clark. And I, personally, I had my own little, little, little treatment of what the script I would have gone with. I would have gone, probably I would have gone, if you want, to, for your fisticuffs enemy, I would have, have gone with Metallo. I would have something along the lines of Lex Luthor versus Superman in the sense of the argument, which is, you know, Lex Luthor just riling people up against Superman. And then he builds Metallo to show, hey, we made our own Superman and humans are better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Basically stealing um, Zod's technology or the Kryptonian technology. And then the story would have been, and then I would have hinted at a Brainiac. So you would have hinted at a Brainiac and a Lex Brainiac. Um, the idea of Lex and Brainiac merging because of the whole transhumanism thing. Again, going back to the Elon Musk stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, I would have, basically, the story would have been like Lex's atheist transhumanism versus Clark's crypto-Christianity. Um, that's a good term, the crypto-Christianity. Right, basically. Because, that's, I mean, the Superman Jesus allegory yeah, is, yeah, is a very is. popular... popular and, it, and, it, and it killed it 
they showed it weight a in lot. Maybe way too much in, in Manasil. Manasil. We say yeah. it a lot in Manasil. So that's why I would have gone with that. And I, I, that's my thing with um, this film. Again, look, Snyder, I like the man. Eh? The man, he's get a lot, uh, he get a lot right, but he gets a lot wrong too. True, and true, true. I, right. well, this, this trailer kind of dropped drop my, drop my expectations a little bit. Yeah, uh, well, well, same same here with me too. Um, well, the editing that we mentioned before, uh, just the way how they use the music, and then like every time they would go to like a next piece of music, it's like da da da. So the the editing matches that. So you see like a shot of Superman, and then they will cut it up to match the the music being played, and it just felt sort of juvenile. Sorry, not juvenile, just amateurish. Yeah. Like this is an action movie. This is like your, your standard action flick you're looking at. Yeah. This is not your epic. Superman versus Batman, like what we got in the original trailer, where you saw shots and they, they, they lingered for a good while and you got a chance to, to see what was going on. And even if you missed certain things, you could watch it again and just bask in the whole epicness. But this one is just like, all right, we have, a mu- we have music playing. The music isn't really all that, that stellar, but we have to kind of make it impactful. So let's edit to match the music and the beats and all that. And I just didn't think it worked. It just, it just really made the, the, the whole thing feel less epic. Yeah. Um, it was three minutes long. I felt it was way too long. Um, the first minute is just basically that banter between Bruce and Clark. And while I liked what was going on and I understood what he was trying to do, I just felt like it could have just cut it. Even just just sort of just wrapped it up before Lex Luthor came in and interrupted that 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 banter, you know. I like what Lex Luthor did in it as well too. Um, second part of it with the action scenes looked really good. But just that last part, of course, with Doomsday and, you know, the blast from his eyes, his mouth, and Wonder Woman blocking it. I just felt that, you know, like I agree with, with Ricardo and a lot of other people, they really shouldn't have showed that. I will say this much, though, that minute alone more or less justified the, the, the second half of that title, Dawn of Justice, which is like the beginning of the Justice League. Yeah. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, but yeah. still... If they really insisted on putting this into the film, it could have just been a surprise, like nearing the end. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's Batman versus Superman. But now that we know, now we know because of Doomsday's involvement and his presence, that yeah, that whole fight between Batman versus Superman is not gonna last that long. It's just yeah. gonna last for like I about a two, yeah. three minutes. I don't and know then, what they're gonna, but they have a lot of interesting things. Like, well, the trailer shows uh, once again. It shows because they had this little piece in on uh, the Monday before the trailer when Jimmy Kimmel got his yes, yes, show. yes. yes. Right. They had this little piece where this is Batman trapped and it's some kind of weird apocalyptic future yeah. where. But, but think about it, though, just just for a sec, though, a teaser for another trailer. I mean, but no, really? they just they just <laughs> they just a hype onto just yeah. the ratings and whatever it is. I mean, you know, again, kind of bad now. This, mm-hmm. this whole teaser for a teaser trailer for a trailer stuff. Um, but yeah. that going on a while. Yeah, but what about that apocalyptic thing? Because I right. saw it, but I didn't really make heads or tails of what right. was going I, on. Right. I don't know what the context will be for this film either. I mean, it could be easily simple. It's a kind of nightmare scenario. Um, oh, I would hate if it's if it's a dream or a nightmare. It might be. I don't, yeah. I'm not sure what they're going to do with that. Because the thing is, for understand the this this little bit of research, um, the the that version of Batman, the toy has came out. Because that's a big thing with, with a lot of comic book movies. The, the toy kind of spoils a lot of movies. Because right. you know the name of it. And it's called Nightmare Batman. Nightmare Batman. Yeah, so... Okay. <laughs> night, night with a K, by the way. Oh, oh. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. But I, I love that design. I, I love that him and the kind of trench coat thing in the desert. Yeah. Looking badass. Um, Superman is apparently some kind of tyrant. He's, he's basically like um, Superman Gone Rogue. Many versions of, of Superman Gone Rogue we've seen. Mm-hmm. Injustice, Gods Among Us, the um, Chancellor, High Chancellor Superman. Um, Justice League had the whole uh, Justice Lord Superman. 
and then um, where we know Ultraman is another version of the, the whole Tyrant version of Superman. Right, right. Um, the idea of basically, you know, and it, they're getting to that. I actually like that Man of Steel did that, and they did that with they're doing that with this, which is well, what makes Superman a good guy at all? He could easily be Emperor of Earth if he tries. Yeah. So they they're getting into that, and then well, Bruce keeps talking about it. So they they, they at least hint into one of the best arguments about Superman. You just you have to write it well. That's the yeah. sad part about it. They're taking the, one of the best concepts about Superman, one of the few things that can make Superman interesting, and messing it up. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. Man of Steel did that. Man of Steel fell short. Man of Steel did the one thing about Superman I like, which is this kind of idea of this kind of Aristotelian Platonic good. What makes the guy good? He has to just be good. He yeah. have no a utilitarian argument or anything like that. He just, yeah, has, he just to, has to do good things. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You know, with his powers. With his power. Yeah. And they, the movie was just such a mess because they decided to put all this extra nonsense in it. And I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, we will see. Like, like I, I still, I mean, say what you want, but everybody going to see the movie when it comes out. Yeah, again, again, yeah. as I say, you know, we, the real world capital money, actual hard green greenbacks, gonna make they're gonna make that. Nobody yeah. denying that. Man, I still yeah. made its money. Um, but again, is the cultural capital a reference? Of course. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not expecting um, Batman v Superman to suck as hard as say a, a Fantastic Four or no, even no, like yeah, a sucker punch. I'm not expecting that. But yeah. I was really hoping that with how Man of Steel turned out, that would, with the exactly. next movie, that they would really learn from the mistakes. That's well, well, the main one for me being is just that we never really connected with the Man of Steel. We never really connected with Clark. Yeah. He always felt distant, like an outcast. Like he didn't want anybody in. He was just like, all right, I'm just doing this thing, but I'm just going to be away. Right. You know, like with the old Superman movies, you really felt like you, you wanted to be Superman, you know? Yeah. And I'm just hoping that you get that with this new movie here, that you want to side with Batman, you want to side with Superman. Right. But I'm just worried that the whole, all these elements with Lex and bring, uh, resurrecting Zod and, you know, um, Nightmare, Batman, whatever you call it, and uh, yes, Doomsday and Wonder Woman is going to just dilute this whole yeah. story, you know. I'm really worried about that. But yeah. we'll see so in it's due showing, time. It's showing signs of being along the lines of Iron Man 2 or Spider-Man 3. Yeah, where they just the, really try to do yeah, way too, too much, much, really try to up the ante. And, on, yeah. Undermine the movie, yeah. Yeah so, uh, for, yeah, so for me, just, just around things up, yeah, the trailer was what it was. It wasn't like the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Civil War is still the best I've seen in yeah, terms and, of like upcoming yeah. superhero no, movie the, trailers. The, the second trailer to, to Batman v Superman is excellent. I love that second trailer. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Where they introduced with Holly Hunter in, in as a congresswoman, aren't they? Yeah, I, I well, love mean the first, tra- the first one for. Well, it's technically the second trailer because the first trailer is where Do You Bleed? So that was like more like a teaser. Okay, okay right, yeah. right, right. But yeah, technically, I think you'll call it because some people call it trailer three. I'm not too clear. All right, but that that one I, I still love because really it just like brought that, that epicness. Music, yeah, music was perfect. Yeah, music yeah. Was, had a really apocalyptic kind of vibe to yeah. it. You know, it really felt like, oh shit. Yeah. Two heavyweights going two to two. Yeah. This one is like. Yeah, they're going to two, 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 and then after that, they're going to meet another Doomsday. one, and yeah. then Doomsday, sure. and then, yeah, Justice League coming up, right? So, hey, you know. Uh, but we could talk <laughs> but about, anyway, anyway we, we, we just want to wrap up this bit. We could talk about speculation of what I, I would like to see if they're going to do a Justice League, the structure, the logistics of it. Again, since since the whole point of Man of Steel is to be grounded and realistic, let's uh, talk right. realism. Yes. Let's talk it, and we'll do, we'll do that sometime in the future. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, let's go on to... Chirac. Chirac. Which I wish I could have seen yes. last night, but... You know, I, I didn't okay. see it on Amazon, but so apparently you did. Here's the thing about Spike Lee. We need to talk about Spike Lee kids. Spike Lee for the last couple of years has been really kind of grating on me for a while. Um, he has been doing some really kind of crappy movies and a really amateur. Oh boy. Yeah. Unnecessary amateur, yeah, remake. Yeah, amateur stuff. And it, it started with um, 
Now, he was always kind of doing little crappy movies ever so often. He was a really hit or miss director for me. He did some brilliant stuff. Love stuff like Malcolm X. Yeah. She's got to have it. Um, do the, do the writing, of course. Writing. His, his, his magnum opus. Yeah, gra- yeah, classic movies. But then he does stuff like She Hate Me. And I never bought it to watch She Hate Yeah, me. terrible. Uh, what about yeah. 25th um, Hour? Were you a fan? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I kind of generally do like it. But then, he, when he started to lose me as a public persona and as a filmmaker at the same time, was when he did Miracle at St. Anne. Um, well, it wasn't that good? No, no. It was a fine movie. Here's the problem. Uh-huh. When he did a... What, Clint Eastwood was doing the big war movies at the time. At the yeah, that was well. uh, Letters from Iwo Jima but, and, and the companion piece with Flags Flags Right. Yeah. He was doing great war movies at the same time. Clint Eastwood kind of chastised him for the movie being inaccurate. Right? Yes, I actually remember that. Right. That and yeah, no, my attitude was, well, if I was like, clear, I'd just take, take it, you know, apologize and then you move on. No. What he did was he kind of just doubled down and fighting it down and, you know, everybody... He's, you know, everybody racist and yeah, all of this what was the childishness. That, that you do have war movies with black What The point, it doesn't, doesn't matter. That is not the point. The movie was inaccurate. Now, it has, the story is a real story. With right. black, black, yeah, but he didn't tell it that well. And it wasn't even good artist, artistic license. And this is the thing with Spike Lee. He, last couple of movies he did, he did Old Boy. He did a movie called um, The Sweet Blood of Jesus recently. Yeah, That Sweet Blood of Jesus. The, Never bothered to watch it. The movie was incredibly amateurish and pretentious. Yeah. I kind of liked it. It had a lot of good stars in it. Like, it had people like, I, like I watched over and I said, wait, you in this? You know who is in it? Remy Malak, who was the star of um, Mr. Robot. That was a TV oh, show for okay. the summer that it came out this summer. Great, great little, yeah. um, little kind of pseudo sci-fi kind of mm-hmm. thing they did there. And then it had um, John Batiste. John Batiste is a musician who, um, for, who's, the, who's the head musician for um, currently Stephen Colbert's new show. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know they were in those movies. I, I was like, oh shit, he was in this. I watched the movie once. Forget, I didn't know they were in it. And then watch it over. I was like, oh shit, they were in this. Crap. Yeah. Um, um, but, but, he, but just to continue, for me, the last best, and no one say best, I would say the last decent Spike Lee film I've seen, although it was really his most accessible movie, was Inside Man. Yeah, no, I love yeah. them. I, I'm a yeah. very big fan of that movie. That's yeah, really, Denzel really and Clive Owen yeah, together. Great movie. Excellent. Love that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he started really dropping the ball with a lot of his movies. The Sweet Blood of Jesus didn't like that movie. He yeah. did. He did a uh, movie that was similar to Sweet Blood of Jesus. Because it had a lot of the same material in it, which was um, shit. It was the guy from The Walking Dead, who's, who's the current current um, guy with the bow staff in Walking Dead. I don't right. Know. Um, oh, I forget his name. Yeah. Um, I, forget the, I forget the actor's name. I should yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the character? Um, there was one that he did. It was uh, it was about. It was trying to feel like how um, do the writing was where it was about this community, the street. Uh, but forgetting the name of it, I know it involved like a, a church or a priest. Right, uh, yeah, that's the movie that's right. movie you're talking about. Right. It's a kind of a short and it was that was terrible. It I, was? Yeah, no, I, I hated it. I got the message. Well, it, it. F- no, from why got from the trail, it felt like it was some sort of passion project. Like, yeah, no, that's it, small that's, 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 that's the do. problem is that it had no effort to get any sense of polish from it. It's just Spike Lee trying to return to his roots kind of shit. No? Yeah. And here's the thing with Spike Lee. Right now, he's kind of a lot of, from a production standpoint, he is kind of um, anatomy for a lot of people in the sense that he's kind of kryptonite. A lot of people want to stay away from him. Many people just don't want to work with him um, in many ways from what I understand. He can't, everybody's kind of saying no to his projects in terms of production. That's why this movie is on Amazon. Oh. Um, is it that, I don't know, it's he's, he's because he's getting old, though, he just, he's right. not that angry now, now, anymore. Now we're going to yeah. talk about what, what I think is occurring to Spike Lee, right? All right? He, I think personally, I won't go as far as saying midlife crisis, but he, he's at a kind of a crossroads in his life. And he's either going to go the direction of Tyler Perry, right? Oh God, no. Where, no! Yeah, because that, that, that movie with the, oh God, what's the name of the movie? Sky, it was Skybrook or something like that. I can't remember, it really slipped in my mind right now. No, uh, Red Hook Red Summer. Hook. Red, Red Hook, Hook Summer. Summer. Thank That's you. That's the name of it. That's the name of it. Right. Red yeah. Hook Summer. And 
then I, I watched it a long time ago and it really slipped my mind. That, I that, forgot it came out. That actually. felt that felt like a really kind of Tyler Perry something, just kind of on your face, on your nose kind of stuff. Yeah. And then the other direction he kind of going, and this is what we saw with Chirac, is Alejandro Khodorovsky. Oh no! Good. Here's the thing. Really? That is a good thing. Yes, it is. This yes, it movie, is. Because I read. No, yes. I am. I'm a fan of Judge Rossi's movies, especially the, like El Topo. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Mountain, right? Holy Mountain. Here's yeah. the thing. This movie was had such great creative freedom, and this was Spike Lee. It have the movie have its weaknesses. It have a few amateurish moments, but this movie was amazing to me, right? It had it, everything was in verse, everything was spoken in verse. You had um like a, a Samuel L. Jackson was kind of like a Greek choir kind of thing, but they did oh. it like a kind of black uh, version of that. So it was a kind of black Shakespeare, black Greek, tra- Greek tragedy kind of right, story. Right, right, right. Um, and it's based off of a, a Greek legend, right? Greek, right? Classic Greek legend. I forget the story. And, dude, this movie was really well done. I, it Hallelujah. just was so <laughs> zany and awesome, dude. That's, what, just, that's what good, I want to yeah, hear. That's what music, I want to hear. Good music. Oh, here's the thing. We're going to keep um, referencing. There, there's going to be two references. So the star of this movie, she was, one of the big stars in this movie, um, was, she was the black, oh, I forget her name, Tayana or something. I don't have internet right now, so I can't, I can't remember. But, yeah, she was, but she was from what show or what? Ah, she was in Dear White People as the okay, kind of self-hating, I, self, self-hating black woman. All right, I... Never got a chance to see that movie. Nah, you should anyway. totally see it. I really like their white people. Right. Again, amateurish, but it was still well done. Um, it's, a, it's a first time. It's a debut right, film, right? Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she she was in this. She was a star. This. She, basically, it was violence in Iraq. Sorry, Chirac. Um, As in Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, but why, we call, why you call it Chirac? Why it's called or dubbed Chirac is a very real world, real scenario. It's... Yeah. Um, it's basically because of the gun violence. Yeah, so Chicago much, is fact, notorious fact, for yeah, gun violence. In fact, it's, yeah. this gun violence is so bad that it's, the rate is, in terms of violence is higher than that of Iraq during the Iraq War. Wow. Which is really bad. <laughs> right? wow. I, think, I don't think it was high as Juni when they had the quote-unquote surge, mm-hmm. but it's up there in terms of deaths. And this is U.S. soldier deaths, eh? not, not even there. So that's how bad it is. Wow. Um, so it's, it, was a, it was a really good film. They told that story. And basically it was just a strike, a pussy strike. That's exactly what the film was about. Nice. It's women just say, look, you're not having sex with me until you end this violence. So the violence is totally out of hand. They had great characters in this. They had Nick Cannon. Yeah. Awesome. I don't like Nick Cannon, but I like Nick Cannon in this. You know, Nick Cannon was like Tyler Perry in Gone Girl. Oh, God. You know, I usually <laughs> do like Nick Cannon. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Wesley Snipes was in this. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say probably, if anything, you was kind of... Some people say... I had a couple of friends who told me... They, I was talking to online on, on little forums and things. They say it was, he was the weakest in the movie. I thought he was okay. Well, he was a um, he was the he was a gangster, so he was a right, yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody right. Yeah. Um, then you had um, this guy, gosh, boy, Cusack, John Cusack, Cusack right? Wow, really great stuff from him. Good, good right. speeches, good stuff. And he was well, not to spoil anything, but what was what was his role? Yeah, right, in this, he was kind of he was the pastor that came to Chicago, and you're just kind of talking about violence and you know the relationship of blacks and this whole. You know, the, all of the, the things that you, you talk about, why, why it is that Black Lives Matter is why it is that, even though it might be misguided movements or not, it doesn't matter. Point right. is that there's real pain going on in black community. And Chicago is perfectly emblematic of that, mm-hmm. where you have this kind of natural segregation in race relations. You have this a lot of like the, the most poisonous things that can happen with race relations and, and black communities is in Chicago. Um, that's yeah. one of the worst places, in, if I, in my opinion, in terms of um, it, between Chicago and Detroit, in terms of level of gun violence. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of all of the worst things that could happen to the black community in the United States happen in this film. And Spike lays it on tick. It's not he doesn't pull punches, you know, but well done. he does it in the sense of this kind of musical approach. 
So yeah. they do. Um, it it kind of reminds me of um, his uh, his breakout um, studio film, which was a uh, schoolies. He brought it yeah, up in right. It has it has that, that very didactic yeah. approach to it. Where, where, where they, they touch didactic. on on yeah. on certain issues about race, more like you know the the darker skin. And he just yeah. put it all in this this university, and they had like uh, you know music, yeah. Larry Fishburne, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but the yeah, so it's a very didactic film, you know. Not, I don't think it's a movie that um, people say it abstract, but I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the culture and I'm accustomed to the culture to, to know what to look for. But yeah, to me, it was like on your face. I knew exactly what he was talking about. I knew, wait, this is what he was getting at. This is what he was referencing. Yeah. Um, there are some great stuff in it. There are some great lines in it. Good music. It was just pacing. Now, I'm not a big sucker for musicals, personally, but this worked. All right. Well, when you say music, is hip-hop, R&B? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's hip-hop. It's a hip-hop kind of... It's hip-hop Greek chorus. And then they huh. do a lot of a lot of black black exploitation stuff in it. So Samuel L. Jackson's character is... What was his name, boy? Dola... Dolomite. It was Dolomite. It was a play on Dolomite. Right. But as you're speaking like how Dolomite used to speak. Oh, that I want to tell my children's children. Right. What life was really worth. Yeah. Yeah. That same thing. And um, oh shit. Remember the character from Black Dynamite? Uh, Uh, Not there's cream corn and cream corn and shit. Shit, I can't remember. Basically, it's that character. It's that same joke. That same thing. Right. But it's done. It's played really well. Um, I really enjoyed. I do this movie. I totally recommend you see it. I give it a low IMAX. Okay. Mostly because of the the, the low amateurish moments and yeah. the filmmaking and whatnot. But it's totally worth your money. All right. Well, I will say this. I haven't seen the film, but I really do want to, and I know yeah. I'm going to enjoy it because yes, I've I've enjoyed some of like like Spike these early films. Like I um like of course do the writing. Yeah. Still think it's his best work. Malcolm X comes second place. Um, yeah. Clockers was decent. Yeah. Um, what other shows? Get on the Bus, very yeah. underrated film, yeah. but I, I thought that was like one of his gems. Mm. Um, Jungle Fever, right? Um, very in your face as well too. But for the time, like just it the worked, performances, yeah. it worked. Yeah, it worked I, I still enjoy it. Um, like from the, from what I saw from the trailer, I saw it as a return to form. <laughs> just him tackling these really provocative, really controversial themes that no other. Dare I say, black director touches on, yeah. but he does it in such a creative way. He just lets loose now. You know, it's not like, all right, we're gonna talk about gun violence. It's gonna be all serious. It's gonna be in your face. You're gonna walk out crying. No, in this, what I get from this film is that I'm gonna talk about gun violence, but I'm gonna show you in this way that will really make you sit down and think. You might like what you see. You might be turned off by the violence or some of the, the the sort of sexual humor or whatnot, but you're gonna understand. You're gonna walk out. You're gonna think like, hmm. He's onto something, you know? Yeah. And I know that I'm going to enjoy this film. I remember there was like one particular review that came out online. I think it was a couple of days before it came out in theaters and in Amazon. And it was by a female journalist. And she hated the movie. Right. She was like, F this movie, F Spike Lee. She didn't like anything about the show. Everything that you mentioned. Yeah. From the canon to Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes to, to Samuel Jackson to just everything. I think really is just about the whole thing about all right, these women striking against violence by, okay, we're having a pussy strike now. I guess it's just that alone that's probably just true off as she is. No, no, yeah, you could get into, I don't know, you could get into that whole idea of what it is. Because let's, yeah, let's, but I just let's, like the provocativeness yeah, of it. No, but know, I don't know if, yeah. no, here's the thing, we could, slight political diatribe side. The stuff with a lot of the feminist stuff is that, let's admit it, a lot of feminist stuff is just straight up because of, it's just the struggles of quote-unquote white women. 
it's a really kind of a lot of the feminist movements, especially second wave stuff, was just that that aspect of it. Right. So for, I get the feeling that that is where she coming from, and she doesn't really. I don't think she understands the plight of black women. Now, if it's a black female director, um, yeah, well, I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to look. I've crow, I've crow in my face, but I think that's what the case is. I have a lot of people who just criticize, criticize this kind of thing. Is it is it kind of lazy in that way? It's a low income issue. It was a, I wouldn't say totally about race, but it's really a class issue with a lot of this feminist stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but then again, um, the, well, just to, just to finish up, um, as far as I can see, most of, most nearly all of his great works, yeah. from Do the Writing to Malcolm X to even Jungle Fever, always had some sort of controversy, or some people just didn't like what yeah. he was trying to do. Yeah, you know? and, and I'll so say, I, and I'll I knew he's gonna get that because, because he's an older director. A lot of his old controversies aren't controversial anymore. So you exactly. had to do something that was genuinely contribution and in yeah. a many ways he still he still keeps that stuff alive because i'll say a lot of these stuff that you know these black kind of black race kind of identity politics stuff going on right now it is just reminiscent of the old stuff and yeah. it's just you having to deal with this old stuff in a in a classical way and yeah i think one of the main reasons that is just a failure of liberal movement with respect to class and race right right liberal things that doesn't that worked for quote-unquote white people just doesn't work for black people in the same way because it didn't it didn't pay off in that way right it didn't play out in that way there's a permutation to it um, okay. That's why I think it. That's why it doesn't work for a lot of a lot, things like well, fair state and these kind of things. Just it just didn't work. And again, don't want to get into it, but it's yeah, a political yeah. film, so I have to get into my own direct <laughs> politics as well. Right, um, but, but but for me, this was something I always wanted to see Spike Lee do for the longest while. Take relevant topics that are going on today. Yeah. Even if we're not in the nineties anymore, and we don't have to worry about you know fight the power anymore. You know, there's still issues that are going on in America, especially Black America, that yeah. still affect us even. Though I'm not American, you know? Yeah. And I always figured that he was the guy that would tackle those kind of films. But I just figured that, all right, he's old, so he's, oh, he's getting older, I should say, so yeah. he's not that angry anymore. So he could make a miracle at St. Anna. He could make a She Hate Me. She, he could make a ins, yeah. uh, Inside Man. But, you know, no, I'm but just they, glad they, that he's they, coming yeah, back to they, form with this. With, 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 no, but with a movie like Dear White People, um, you see the manifestation of race in a different thing. It's a different argument. But it's still race. You know, if if you saw the white people, you'd know what I'm talking about. They have a big, well, kind of a spoiler if I say what it is. Right, well, uh, was it about um, it's about a film or some kind of thing? So no, it's a, right, it's, she made a film, but the character, one of the main characters, made a film, but it was about something that goes on in college campuses. Oh, yeah. That's right, right. not yeah. So, um, yeah, this movie I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I know I'm gonna enjoy it as well. Yeah, no, too. I really enjoyed it. But it had people who now here's the thing: a lot of movies I didn't, I thought I wouldn't have enjoyed. Like I didn't enjoy Dope all that much. Um, oh, it wasn't that good. I didn't think it was that good. I thought it was a was little, it little overrated. Over, over, overrated. overrated. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy that that much. Um, stuff like that. Even uh, this thing, Meal and the Dying Girl, which had a black character and a little bit of black black stuff in it. It wasn't that good. I didn't think it was all that good. I thought right. it was a little a little overrated. But I'd win awards, and I was like, yeah, I know right. people put it in like a, the best of the year yeah. lists and categories I, and very stuff. Very overrated. I'll say in, the, in case of Dope, a little more overrated than Meal and the Dying Girl. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I didn't really like it all that much, and. It was just from a narrative perspective. Yeah, yeah, it was weak. Okay. It was it was just amateurs. But dope, dope had no excuse because it was the same guy who did the wood, the wood. And I was like, yeah, wood was was great. Though. I loved that movie. Yeah. And I was like, wait, this this guy. When when I thought dope, when dope first came out, I thought it was a first time director. Like, me too. Like, like me too. Went, I realized no, it's an old director who should know better. Like, that's why it, it lose it lost a lot of points. Okay. Um. Anyway. Shirak, I recommend it. Um, the cost on Amazon, if you're going to buy it on Amazon, you should. It should be out. I I don't know why it is other people didn't get it. Um, yeah, I'll probably look it again. Is, it is a little yeah. expensive. It is about $13 on Amazon, which I thought was a bit bit, a bit pricey. I got it for $12. Okay. I don't know. I, don't, I think, I, but that's probably because a couple of deals here or there. And I buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, so 
um, I think that is why I got. I don't know what happened there. So I had to, we had to do some research on why yeah, is that yeah. I got this. But I knew how other, a bunch of other people who got access early to watching movies. So I was like, all right, cool. Um, yeah. anyway. I knew it was coming out like a few days. Yeah. A few days after. And I know, no, but I knew what happens is that I think it had a lot of early screeners because a lot of people saw it early. There's a lot of early screeners of it. Um, okay. To talk about the movie, they just saw it, they just had access. So a lot of like film critic stuff. Yeah. Um, film critic people got, got access to it. So I know right. this. I guess that's where the review that I that is what I came think, from. That's what I think. Um, no, it, it, and it had ratings on Metacritic for a while now. Yeah. But I still b- baffled because I was on my other forum, I was on, on Facebook usually. They, they're like, oh, no, I couldn't access it. And I was like, what? What's going on? I got it. I thought it would have been simple. And usually Trinidad is get stuff after yeah. when it comes to time, especially on, in online stuff. Um, like every time I want to do an update for a video game, we just get like at least two, three hours after when it's time for the update to happen. Everybody, they, you know, the usual um, LA and just the logistics of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. just the logistics of internet and streaming or whatever it is, right? right. So anyway. So yeah, well, let's, let, let's move on to... Yeah. yeah. So we're going to reference another movie that has a little, another alumni from Dear White People. Um, this is... Uh, the new Rocky film, Creed. Um, mm-hmm. The character from their wife was Tessa Thompson. She was one of the characters in the film starring, she's, I think it was Bianca. Was her name? What was her last yeah, name? Yeah, uh, Bianca. That was that was, a, that was the name in the film. What was her last name in the movie? Uh, in the movie, I can't remember exactly. Okay. Yeah. How was Creed? How was Creed? I loved Creed. I also I went Creed. in yeah. expecting to love it, yeah. but I didn't, expect, I didn't expect to love it as much as I did. But yes, Here's the thing I enjoyed this movie. that. You know, the thing of the movie, it's a very, it's a very by the beats, by the numbers movie. It's by the numbers. Yeah, if, you're, if you're not familiar with, it, the, yeah, if you've, but, if you've seen at least three Rocky films, yeah, you'll know what to but expect. But here's, here's the kicker. It, the, the, the director painted within the lines. It's a very well executed by the numbers movie. Yeah. It, it, that, and I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, I don't I, mind if you do cliche, but you have to do cliche well. Exactly. If and, you're going to do cliche, and, and I'm not tired of it, and it's a good timing, yeah. Yeah. The last Rocky movie was what nine years ago? Um, Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Uh, Rocky Balboa. I think so. Two thousand six. It yeah. came out. Yeah. yeah, I like that movie. I actually like that movie. This is what that movie should have been, by the way. Oh really? I'll go as far as saying that this is what the, the sequel of, of seeing Rocky evolved as a character instead of seeing him. Like I like the whole idea with him and his son, and the son didn't really care about boxing and that whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, this was really good because it really evolved. What What is the strength of this film is that it really the world building. Exactly. It did a great job with you get a sense of. Everyone knows who Rocky is. You get a sense of Philadelphia, Philadelphia street life and culture. Yeah. Bianca, when she performing, you know, that whole nightlife and that whole aspect of it. And then, you know, Creed yeah, himself. It, was, it, was, it, was, it felt like 2015, like even in, yes. the, in the, the little text. Right. When you, when you establish, um, okay, eight years later, it's like, yes. or sorry, Philadelphia or yeah. LA, whatever, um, 2015. Yeah. It feels real. And they did, they did a good job. And here's the thing. This is exactly what Southport should have been. Holy crap! Yeah, I, I wanted. Yeah, everything, I want you to compete. I want no, yeah, you no, to compare Southport to that. Everything Southport like flubbed on. This, this did. This did well. Here's a big mistake with flub, and I mentioned mentioned this with Southport. Southport did not feel like a film in 2014. It felt like a film in the early 90s. That's what it felt like because logistics. Well, cheese and no, not the cheese. <laughs> in terms of the logistics, how the character would think about the world. Because oh. it's like, wait, these characters have cell phones. These characters, why would you think like this? He he totally poor and have no money. But he's this big world champ boxer. That don't make any sense in the in exactly. today's not world. in twenty fifteen. Not man. in twenty fifteen. No. Have too many avenues to make money as a big famous person. Anybody could have just come up to you and say, "Hey, I want to do so and so." It didn't make any sense to me. But in, with Creed, it made perfect sense of the guy. You could tell he saved a little bit of money because he was working in a in a kind of corporate job. Right. He, he was doing well in the corporate job, and he just loved boxing. Yeah. Because of his dad. And then this one day, he just says, "Well." 
I appreciate the promotion, but this is not for me. Yeah, I and have I, to I go. totally love that. And then, well, they had um, the great, great, great star in um, Felicia Rashad. Yes. Um, no. You yes. may remember as um, T.O. Huxtable's... No, not um, Claire. Claire Huxtable. Claire no, no, I was saying T.O. Huxtable's wife. No, um, Cliff Huxtable's wife. Cliff. Why am I saying yeah. T.O.? I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, T.O. is, is son. his son, right? Yeah, anyway. So, Anyway, <laughs> here's the thing. I thought she would have gotten backlash because she defended Bill Cosby in the middle of his old drama. Um, so I thought I thought the movie would have gotten a little bit of backlash because of that. Right. Um, apparently not. Not really. She because she didn't have that big of a part, and but she was great in her role. Yeah. She was, she plays now. It, it was interesting what she did with it because she plays the wife of um, Apollo. Yeah. And what it was the story is that she came and adopted um, the son. He's an he's a out of wedlock son, mm-hmm. and his name is Adonis. Yeah. From, from, and they, they, they basically he's ashamed of his past. He, he had to go through foster care and she tracked him down and adopted him eventually and raised him. Yeah. As a, basically raised him as her own. Yeah. So now as, as, a, as a boxer now, he doesn't want to be, not like he doesn't want to, to be aligned with his father's name, but he just wants to make it on his own without everyone calling him, um, you know, baby Creed or son right. of Creed. Yeah, he wants to make it on like his that. own yeah. without having that Creed surname yeah. as a push you know as, as something to push him for yeah the shadow of his father yeah he didn't he, he he just wanted to be his own thing but he you know he had the bloodlust of, of a boxer and a fighter yes, he was kind of yes. moonlighting as a boxer going to mexico ever so often um kind of hole in the wall fighting so he just really loved to fight and you know he just will come back to work um you know in his, in his corporate job yeah but um it, yeah, um a little beat up and beat up you know bruise right. and whatnot he didn't care yeah so the film is here's the thing i this film was normal for me until the end of the first hour. And then he had that first big fight. Yes. And then my we, God. <laughs> we get to see this really awesome long take with the fight. The entire fight is one it's take. It's one take. And yes. Really, I didn't feel, now here's the thing, it didn't feel like a fake one take, like um, like how James Bond did it recently. Or, or Inspector. Or <clears throat> Inspector. Or how, how um, this movie, what do you call it? Uh, Rope. Yeah. Or something like Birdman, where is this fake take? And yeah, you where, where, where you no. know as soon as it pass by a wall, yes, that's where the camera stops and, right. it, and it resumes. Right. No, it felt, My gosh. it was just revolving around the, the, uh, the ring really and it real. felt real. And yeah. it basically did it, pretty much the fight, end, the fight ends on that perfect hour and then the movie picks up from there. They start to do some great montages. Something happens to Rocky, really good, what they did with that. Yeah, yeah. They evolved Rocky. Really real, Yeah, I yeah, say. great. And they did, they did, it's really a Rocky movie as well as a Creed movie. It's of course, the two yeah. Of them, um, they they merge everything again. As I said, it's it's by the numbers for what you expect a Rocky sequel to be. Eh? Exactly, yeah. But it was well done, yeah. and they did a great job of, you know, Rocky becomes Mickey, and yeah, yeah Mickey being the, um, yeah, Rocky's the, the, old coach. the yeah Rocky's old coach old who trainer, died in yeah. the fourth one, yeah, apparently of a heart attack. And that's yeah. the thing, you know, the thing is they, they reference movies that is the cheesiest Rocky movies, which is Rocky three and four. Yeah. Rocky Triad 4 is ridiculously cheesy. So yeah, they were, they were so 80s. Yeah, when you had, so had to fight beat Bar- Baracus. Uh, that was part three. That's true, right. And then and Adonis Creed had to save him, had to help him out and train him. Yeah. And he had to outrun him on the beach. And then, you know, two of them dancing to the waves in the, on the yeah, beach. Yeah, and you're hearing, I am the tiger yeah, and, and all that stuff. Some real cheesy but content. it worked for that time. Yeah, though, and then, yeah. And then um, Rocky 4, this is where Creed character died. Again, yeah. they made it really dark and serious in this movie. But... Um, you know how the father die and so and so, but that was a really cheesy movie too. Rocky yeah. was ridiculously cheesy. Although it did have one of the best training montages I have ever seen yeah. in a film. It, it, it's it, so that whole drenched in eighties yeah. synth pop and everything, yeah. but it it 
worked. It just made you feel like you just wanted yeah. to run outside Rocky and fight. just run up a mountain and say, Drago, yeah. Drago. You felt that shit. Yeah, no, Rocky, Rocky <laughs> punch, punch, punches the Berlin Wall down himself. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, that is a really cheesy movie. Um, but this movie as well is very quite sappy. But it, it is, worked. It, is. it, it worked. worked. And you know, there's a term in anime called Sunde. Um, T-S-U-N-D-E-R-E. Right, and what does that term mean? The term, term means roughly, if you know any, if you know any anime character, anything, basically it's a character who all, all hard and serious on the outside, but they're really a big softy on the inside. And oh. they, they hurt and traumatize, and that is why they're so hard and badass. Uh, yeah. Pretty much every shonen, shonen villain is that. Every, basically every villain from Naruto is pretty much that. Um, yeah, that was Creed's character. He was this, this kind of hurt character. He wanted to be, you know, this... Um, he wanted to be this... this you're all hard on the outside and, you know, from since he was in juvie hall and thing, but he really, you know, had a really great core and yeah. what was driving him. And in the end, when they reveal in the final fight what they did, why it is he wants, he wanted to do what he wanted, what he told Rocky. Really heartfelt moment. Yeah, it, it was, worked. it was, it was, it was. Really, really worked. It was, yeah. I really like this movie. Um, Matthew, where are you? All right, well, I will go just a little in-depth into what the show is about. Yeah. Um, it's directed by Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Who he did a Fruitville station, which with, I loved with Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, with Michael B. Jordan, who plays the, who plays Adonis. Oh, by the way, I should I, uh-huh. should, I should reference that 2000. I'll mention this a little bit, but I should reference 2015 is basically auditions for Black Panther. Who's going to be the director for Black Panther? 2014, the last 18 months has been that every black director. <laughs> you really think Ryan going to do it? Nobody. Every black director who did a movie big was in talks. Let us let us go through the list. Eva DuVernay for Selma. Yeah. She was in talks to be Black Panther director. Then, yes, I remember that. Right. Yes. Then F. Gary Gray did um, Shiller Compton. Compton. He was in talks to be Black director, Black Panther's director. No, Ryan Coogler. Yeah. Even Justin Simeon, who was the director of, uh, of Dear White People. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was supposed to be in talks of being the director for Black Panther. Yeah. Now, that makes me really worried for Black Panther because they haven't picked a director yet. And no. They have the main star, but they don't have a director yet. That worries me for this movie. I mean, yeah. they ain't let, let, Let's hope it's not Spike Lee, though. Nah, they ain't going to get something like that. But yeah. they, they, I am really worried for that film. I really hope that movie don't turn out to be like a tour. Yeah, let, it, let, let, it let's, had a let's lot of great stuff in it, but it, you know, it does end up being mediocre in terms of the narrative. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, I so, wanted to be at least as good as Iron Man 1, but whatever. That's yeah. just a, a side, a side that track. Right. Yeah, so, all right, so let's get back. So, yes, all right, so it's about Adonis um, yeah. Creed. Um, he, he wants to make his name in the boxing world, so he actually tracks down Rocky, yeah. Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. Once again, played magnificently by, by, by Sylvester Stallone. You, yeah. you can tell by now, he knows his character inside yeah, and out. I mean, because end. that role... It's his character. It's yeah, him. Yeah, it's him. That role made him uh, a superstar back in 76. You know, Rocky winning Best Picture of the Year, Best Director. Yeah. I'm not sure if Stallone got nominated for Best Actor, but I'm not surprised if he did... Yeah. And I really would like it if he gets nominated um, for, best support, for, for best supporting with this film because yeah, he was fantastic from from yeah. the moment from the word go when he comes in he was just excellent. Right. Um, so basically, Adonis tracks down uh, Rocky and he wants him to, to to train him, you know, in boxing because he knew the relationship what he had with his father. Um, there's this one brilliant scene where. He's watching his um, his father fight Rocky. Uh, I believe it's the either from the first movie, the second movie, because there was a rematch in the second movie. In uh, for those who didn't know, yeah. So yeah, I think it's either one of those two movies, and he's watching that same clip on YouTube, and in he's shadow like shadow boxing. Yeah, Fantastic <laughs> sequence. Although in the back of my mind, I was thinking, oh, so I could go on YouTube and basically watch this whole movie then. <laughs> no, but here's my thing to do is um here's my thing to do is that the 
what I'll say about that damn movie is that mm-hmm. they had a I'll had to watch this over the screen I watched in in South this yeah. is the, the screen in the cinema now I'm not knocking the screen a bit but I think the projector was a little off so that scene looked a little off and a little fuzzy for me I don't know what was going on it looked a real soft I need to rewatch this on Blu-ray with a good like with a 4K projector and whatever it is and just blast it and see how good it's looking. Right. Um, but yeah, the screen I saw in, when I was down south with the, with the CXC screen, uh-huh. that's the South Park screen, I didn't, I didn't care for it that much. So that's why the cinematography didn't look that good at okay. the time. But I was watching this like, but the cinematography should look brilliant. Everything else was looking good, you know. Yeah. But that scene, because the, I think the projector was a little soft for that period. I don't know. Oh, I think, okay, I okay. think that was the problem. All right. So it didn't look, it didn't, it didn't blow my way at the time. Like compa- but the thing is, I went to see Sakari on a different screen in that same thing, and that, that movie blew me away into the yeah. cinematography. So I don't know what was going on there. So I get, sadly, there's, there's little moments, this trophy impact of a film and how you'll remember a movie. Yeah, well, I, I guess that's the difference between like a great legendary um, cinematographer, like yeah. you know, Roger Deakins, yeah. and well, not like I'm knocking down the cinematographer of this film because yeah, he did was, a great was, job. Yeah, but it was but still, yeah, yeah it was not still, as, still not, basic. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So just getting back to the story in a nutshell. Um, so. He moves out of his of his mother's home. He goes to, yeah, to, to, to Philly. Yeah, yeah he goes yeah. to Philly to, to you know start his boxing career more or less. Yeah. He runs into a uh, um, her name's a te- uh, Tessa's what? Tessa Thompson. Yeah, Tessa actor, Thompson's character Bianca. Actor. She's a singer over at a at a club. Oh, can we mention Tessa Thompson's fine as hell? Yes, she is. She, she is. I mean, the girl, also the girl those, from, those, those, those locks though. Yeah, no, oh, she, God. she had, yeah, right, you know, she had a damn cute face. Oh my. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Like, see, there's a big screen. I was like, damn, yeah, yo. But yeah. yeah, and and of course, they form a relationship and yeah. thing. And, you know, Rocky's a little hesitant about bringing in Creed's son to train him because, you know, he doesn't want uh, Adonis to follow the path that both Rocky and um, yeah, Apollo, Apollo, you yeah. know, whereas like, you know, you're going through pain and you're going through loss and, you know, family, um, family and relatives turning your back on you or dying and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, you know, uh, Rocky still has to deal with the fact that both his his um his coach and his wife died. And you know, yeah. uh, there's this one scene where they're both buried at the same Yes, yeah, that was yeah, a good scene. Yeah. So the tombstones are you know alongside like each other. You know what I like yeah. about why, why Stallone, again, will build in on that sense of workable realism. What I like about this film is that, especially with Stallone, this is why I think Stallone should get at least a nomination for Best Supported. At no point you get the sense of a enunciation. You know, you get to feel like that Rocky's a real damn person. How he talks, yeah, yeah. he's not he's not the brightest guy. So you know, you get a sense of his just his real emotions. Yeah, just how he's feeling. Yeah, like that scene. There's a great scene. Where I, I don't want to want to spoil it, but it's a scene where Rocky. It's a big revelation about Rocky to Adonis when he found out when Adonis found out something about yes, him. Yes, and yes, and he says he says something about the, you know life is going going on. Everything around my life is gone, and I'm here, and that's okay. Yeah, I, I love that. that. Me too. Because yeah, it was, it, it felt like you know he's not going to be all self pity and all the time. Yeah. He's going to move on with his life. No, but a, a, a poorer filmmaker and a weaker script, a, a weaker script would have made it where it have been this big overacting movement. And, and he was crying and, and, and right, and, 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 and a worse no. director would have, a, a worse director would have um, like made him enunciate the scene more yeah. and have him working. And like no, it, feel, no, it, it felt just really felt natural. Real. It's like this is how it is. It so take it or leave it. Whatever. Did a great job with that Yeah. And it had some genuinely great emotional. It was it was man pain kind of you know man. Yeah pain. yeah yeah. I I, do, I felt that sequence bro, as well too. Yeah, bro pain kind of thing. It was, yeah. but it was very well done. And um, and it was just all emotion. this. Right, it was just all this lead up um, to Adonis fighting the, the the heavyweight champion of the world. Yeah, he was from he England. Was, where was he? Light heavyweight champion. Light heavyweight champion of the world, yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. And I would I, I would confess something that final fight very got good. me very emotional. Yeah, I, very I, well. I I I actually teared up a few times yeah. in that sequence, from the music to the to the to the to the um to the fight itself to just you just at the edge of your seat hoping that yeah. you know 
rock um, that are done is wins. You know, yeah. he, it, yes, you've seen it before with with other films. You've seen it with other Rocky films, but in this case, just seeing that that journey that yeah. Adonis went through, you really want this guy to win. And then yeah. when you see it, there's like yeah, the edge of your seat. You can't help it. Like I was trying to hold back, hold back, but I just <laughs> I just really couldn't. And it, couldn't do you take think? It, I, do you think of the film? As I say, the film. I do think the film is very formally. It is, it is. It is. You it know is what's going to happen. It is pain by numbers. Everything from the beats and how to cut it. And the, but there's the thing. Yeah. It, didn't feel, it didn't feel amateur. It just felt like a good filmmaker, a good solid filmmaker. Um, a good solid filmmaker knowing how to do the beats. Yeah. It, you get good filmmaking in the end of the day. Yeah. Here's the thing with Ryan Coogler. I kind of, well, I have friends who knew him. Right? They knew him when he was going to US. He graduated quite relatively recently, actually. Like about, what, five, six years ago, I think? Okay. He came out of USC. And everybody said this kid was a real deal. That he's, wow. going, he's going to go on to become... Well, and when Football Station hit, everybody's like, well, yeah. Yeah, and, well, and, and as they brought up that, Michael B's shown um, performance in that movie was so fantastic. Yeah. I was so angry, so pissed off when he didn't even get a freaking nomination for Best Actor. Yeah. And I don't know if he'll get one for this. Yeah. I would like it, but I really want Stallone to get a nomination for this because... Yeah. You know, you could say what you want about the expendable movies and him trying to bring back the whole macho right. action hero. No, no, yeah. Rocky they, is they, the film that made yeah, him. Yeah, they did a good job. Him do it yeah, again. they did a good job of him yeah. playing his age, um, time going. And what I like about it, again, the great world building is him. So Creedy trying to hide um, him being a Creed. Yeah. Right? He, but everybody's like, yeah, the mere fact you're lying, but Rocky kind of obvious too. Everybody knows who Rocky is in Philly. They mm. established that one time and they did a good job with that. Rocky just living out his life. And they did a great job with the story. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, well, well. All right. Well, before I'll before go, I get yeah, to your ratings, I'll, so I'll, 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 I'll just run to what I have to say, right? So yeah, um, I enjoyed the film from from start to end. Um, the performances were great all around. I loved how really Will felt. You really felt, you know, just that life in in Philadelphia. Even though I've never been to Philadelphia, I would love to one day. But yeah. you just felt like you know, this is this is real. Yeah. Um, this is characters from the 70s or whatnot, you know, even if it's just Rocky alone. And it all feels like, yes, this is how Rocky would be in 2015. You yeah. know, he's grounded, he's hardened, but he learned some, he has learned a long time to move on and, yeah. you know, he does just that. And then yeah. this kid comes and more or less, I would say, a want, does a 180 on his life. So now yeah. it's like a, a chance of redemption again, you know. So now he has a chance to be somebody again, be the guy who trained yeah. Creed's son and I love that. Yeah, they did that whole um, thing with um, I fight, you fight. Love that. Yeah, um, the music for this was fantastic. Yeah, no, um, it was it was a nice little tribute, more or less, to Bill Conti's um, iconic score yeah. for, for the Rocky films. Yeah, but it had a little bit of trap f- flavor here and there, yeah. and some some it, nice little some female little, vocalizing yeah. at some of the poignant moments. I love that; like yeah. it really hit me. Yeah, deep, that a great know? great thing. Yeah, the great mean this is the main theme song. Yeah. For Creed, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes, right, yes, yes. Track, the yeah. team song was great. That was great. Um, um, the, yeah. the montage, like the Rocky montage, mm-hmm. that we, yeah, they, yeah, they did a nice modern take on it. Yeah. This is a nice shot. You see Michael B. Jones running, and then you see like these kids yeah, on, a on, bike, on, on bikes, bikes yeah. just riding around. And yeah, it's just awesome. like, this is how <laughs> again, Rocky would look, again, would be very, in 2015. Very sap, yeah. But it worked. Yeah, but even, even with Meek Mill, yes, they, yeah. they, they have Meek Mill singing. Well, yeah. they took one of his tracks from his latest album. Yeah. And how they worked it into the film and how they made it song with this guy's score was awesome. But they, they, did, they did some great, um, like the fighting as well. The, the final fight, they had this great shot with two of them going around. They had, um, what else, boy? Yeah. 
they had the great soundtrack. Oh, they had like Nas and Oludara. Yes, they had Nas, Nas and his, his father yeah, Oludara like song Bridging the Gap. Bridging the Gap, which is perfect for the yeah, movie. Yeah, that was so in a nice little montage yeah, scene where, where where Rocky is now training. Yeah, um, and yeah, they catch chickens. Adonis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I will say this much. This is this is it's just a little joke I want to say. After that that one take that we just mentioned, right? After I saw that one take, I said that was better than that. In, that, that was better than one take from Spectre. And right. then just right after that, there's a scene where. Adonis and, and Bianca are watching freaking Skyfall. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, even yeah. Skyfall is better than Spectre. <laughs> and I was just watching over to my friends like, yeah, Spectre was really all that good. Yeah. <laughs> and the people behind me was laughing because it's true, you know? Yeah. It's like, even no, the I, film knows that yeah. they are better than Spectre. I mean, yeah, come no, on. Uh, no, but the, the, yeah, they want to take great, um, the movie is really like, well executed. Um, yeah. The Bridging the Gap references, I like that. You know, yes, yes, goes, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's Bridging the Gap. Time goes on, life has to go on. Exactly. Um, I they even they, I even like the fact that they brought in the roots. They took a song that they that yeah. they did of the twenty eleven album, How I Got Over. Yeah. And incorporated it into that's that's the first instance where um Adonis moves out. Yeah. Yeah. The name of the song is uh The Power. Right. Uh, no, The Fire. Okay. That's the song that they I don't know the song. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh so for me, just rating wise before I get to Ricardo, I will give it a strong four out of five. Um I would love to see them a top 10. I do see them a top 10 because yeah, I'm maybe. really going to do the top 20 thing. Yeah. But I really do see it being that top 10. It, yeah, it worked I, for me. It was exactly what uh, a Rocky reboot should be. It was exactly what a Rocky tribute should be. Yeah. It was sweet. It was poignant. It had moments that you know got me a little teary-eyed, but still strong performances, strong story. Yes, it was formulaic, but you know what to expect and he gave it to you and you know, with strong direction from start to end from Ryan, uh, from Ryan you know, Totally recommend this yeah. film. So, what's your rating, Ricardo? My rating is a mid to high IMAX. That's probably one of the best, best or highest scores I can give with this movie. Um, it's not a true high, high IMAX because, it, again, it because of how formulaic everything was, that's why I lose a couple points. Um, just try to be as objective as I can on that matter. Yeah. But, again, good, as I say, if you have good formulaic and you, exp- and you ex- do it well mm-hmm. and you, you, you execute it well, I have no problem with that. Exactly. Um, Right. So I have no issue with that. I right. really like enjoyed this movie. Really teary. Right? Me too. As I, say, I, I, I really would love to see this movie yeah. again. Though. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. Do, definitely get a watch over. I yeah. fight you fight. Really I well. fight you fight. I fight you. <laughs> really, <laughs> really well done. Yeah. So um, that's about it. Yeah. So um, Ricardo, where can we find you online? Yeah, so if you want to talk more about Chirac or Chirac yeah, or whatever, Chirac. or uh, yes, Chirac actually, mm-hmm. or Batman v Superman, or. If you, when's the possibility of you ever writing that screenplay that you mentioned, your version of Man of Steel 2? How, 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 yeah. can, how yeah. can we contact you? You can find me at rmedy, that is at R-E-R-M-E-D-D-Y on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook. Just type in, I am the number one Ricardo Medina. You could probably find, maybe not. Um, number on, the, the, the heavyweight champion. The, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, on Facebook, you can just find me, a Cypher Medina, Ricardo Medina, and you will get that. And that's pretty much it. All right. You could find me on Twitter. Uh, just search for Legally Black MGB, MGB being capital letters. On Facebook, just type my name, Matthew Bailey. I know there's a few other Matthew Baileys, but I'm the number one. I'm the heavyweight champ. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for any contender. But yeah. I, I am the champ right now. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to, to see more of our our previous re, um, podcast reviews, you could check out Illegally Black Official Fan Base. Just type it on Facebook. Um, you could also look for the official Legally Black page. Just type legallyblack.wordpress.com. 
So you'll see links to the previous podcasts that we've done, me, myself and Ricardo, the one that we've, we're, we're doing here right now. And of course, my written reviews uh, for music, movies, whatever. Right. All right. Yeah, no, excellent movie. Yes, uh, yes, yes. Do recommend Chi- Chirac. Yes, I'm definitely going to check, um, yeah. check out Chirac. Yeah, check out, yeah. Ch- check out Chirac and check out, and I do recommend Chirac. I will be going back to Secret a second time. I want to see it over again. Yeah, and I could yeah. probably even see this being on my top 10 list. Not yeah. top 5, I'm not sure, but top 10. No, nah, not, not, not top 5. Maybe but I expect it, yeah. 6, I yeah, guess, I expect, but I'll see not it, top I'll 5. I'll see it ranking around here. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, next episode, yeah. like we like we mentioned One earlier, is going to be the epic Star Wars. Yeah. We're just going to go like I, I I just think we could hit like a three hours, you know? Yeah. No, we, Star Wars going to be long. Star Wars yeah, going to be at really, least really as long, long as the film. Yeah. So we just going to just talk about what was great about the franchise, what still works, what does, didn't work. I know you have your your bias against the the prequels, although I still think the third one is the best out of all of them. I didn't. But, I, I, I think the third one is best too, but. Yeah. yeah, but I know you have your reasons why exactly. it didn't work at all. Yeah. But yeah, we could talk about all. We yeah. we will be talking about all of yeah. that, including, of course, Force Awakens. Yeah. So, good night, good day, good evening, good morning. Yeah. Whenever you're listening listen to this. Yeah. All right. So this is Matthew Billy and Ricardo Medina. Signing off. I fight, you fight. Yeah. Peace. Later. Peace. Yeah. Never know my catch me with a